You know, when the Lord began to deal with me over this message last week, I mentioned it, something to Brother Miller almost titled it, Lord, help us all. Because everyone here, there's not a one of us. And if the building was packed, and if it could, if the capacity was ten times the amount it is today, there would not be one person sitting that didn't need help in some form or fashion. In fact, the most you are prayed words that all of us pray, Lord, help me. I prayed it several times this morning. I prayed it twice in my opening prayer for the service. Lord, help me through your anointing. Lord, help us. Anoint us to receive. We need the Lord's help. And he's never let us down. He's always available. He's always willing. He's given us a book full of promises that he is a present help in a time of need. Praise God. And so I'm thankful for people who've helped me through life. Amen. People still help me. People helped me this past week. Praise God. And the Lord helps us every day. I've received so much help that I feel like there's no way possible that I could really be thankful enough. Hello? Anybody ever felt that way? That, that you've had so much help from people and from God, there's just, it's impossible to be thankful enough because it is never ending. We, every day we get help from somebody, but there's times in our lives that we feel like possibly, and there'll be those, and I've been there, that I didn't think nobody could help me. Have you ever felt like, well, nobody's going to be able to help me with this? And I've met people who felt they were at their wit's end and their dead-end road. And they were swinging their feet off of a newspaper. And they didn't feel like there was any help available. And that nothing could help their circumstances. Well, I've come to encourage us today that no matter what our needs are, whatever you need help with, that God is here to help us. And we're going to learn by ways that God helps us. It's not always with a lightning bolt out of heaven. But all the help that we get comes from the Lord. Now, he may use different resources, and he does. It's kind of like, I don't know where I'm at in my notes, but I'm just going to go with it. And you've heard the story. It's... uh, said in a humorous way, but it's so true that a guy, there was flooding and they were evacuating and water's getting up in the houses and so the teams come by, but he had been in prayer and in prayer the Lord said, I'm going to rescue you. Fear not, I'll rescue you. So the boat comes by and says, hey, come on, get aboard. He said, oh, no, 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 the Lord's going to rescue me. You ever seen anybody say, oh, the Lord's going to take care of me. And so goes on. So the last boat comes through before they close down evacuations. And they say, come on, sir, this is the last chance you got. He said, oh, no, I'm good. The Lord's going to rescue me. Well, they tried one more time with a helicopter. And they come flying over just to see if there was anybody. And he was on the rooftop, laid out. And they Get the bullhorn, they go, sure, 
Here's the ladder. Grab the ladder. We're going to get you out of there. We're going to rescue you. He screams out, no, the Lord's going to help me. Well, he drowned. He did make it to heaven. And he said, Lord, I'm disappointed. All my years of serving you, you've never, you've never let me down. But you told me you was going to rescue me. But I drowned. What's the deal? He said, I tried three times. I sent you a boat. You said no. I sent the last boat. You said no. I even sent a helicopter right where you were at, and you rejected it. I tried to rescue you. If we're not careful, we'll look at life in the same manner. When God has resources, whether it be a boat, whether it be a helicopter, whether it be a doctor, whether it be a uh, whatever it is, God uses these things. He said, I shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Now, I, I, I've shared this before, but I, I'll share it again just to go through this. I was riding by the hospital one day. I wasn't going to the hospital, just riding by, and the Lord just spoke suddenly to me. It's been 10 years or more, and he said, you see all that's in that hospital. The doctors, the intellectual, the technology, the equipment, the procedures, everything there. He said, I provided that to fulfill my word that I shall supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. And then I begin to think further. The, the systems of government, I know they're, they're abused in many, many cases. and The things that are put in place of helps of, of people who really need help, that is God making a provision to fulfill his word. I shall provide all your needs. And you know this, this story, I'm sure, but I'll tell it anyway. It's like the lady was very poor and went through some hard times, and she was praying, and she was praying, Lord, I need groceries. We don't have nothing to eat. And her neighbor was an atheist. And he was always telling her there wasn't a real God. She's wasting her time praying. He heard her praying all the time. So he heard her, he said, I'm going to prove to this lady that there is no God. And so he went and bought all, you know the story, he went and bought all the groceries and put out on her step and she come out found and she went to shout and talking into him, Woo, the Lord has provided. He stepped behind the bush and he said, ma'am, God didn't do that. It was my money that I worked for. I went through the grocery store. I picked every item out and I put them. It wasn't your God. She shot a shout and she said, the Lord answered my prayers and he used the devil to do it. Hello, somebody. And there's truth to that story, whether it's a joke or humorous or not, or just a, a, a story. Because God will use avenues that will blow our mind. That we, the Bible says, acknowledge the Lord in all thy ways and he shall direct thy I don't know about you, but something good comes my way. I'm going to point it toward heaven. I'm going to give God the, I thank you for the ones he used. I thank you for the avenues that he chose. I thank you for the resources he made available. But my help cometh from the Lord. And I think that's a principle we need to understand. That yes, God uses his people. We are conduits. Hello? And it's good being the conduit to flow through for his purpose. But it's also good when the time is there 
to be on the other end of that conduit. And there's a lot of ways we can help people. And I'm not talking, it's not always monetary. I'm, in fact, that's not even what my message is about. And, and I want to encourage people who are going through things today. Let's look at some stories. I'm not going to bring out a whole lot uh, where I just don't take too much time because the Bible's full of it. Where God helps us. People can get their self in a mess. Life can put us in a mess. Things can go on in our life and maybe we're trying to whatever, reach a place or achieve something or go through a storm or a trial or go through an era of time or overcome some faults and some failures and, and some setbacks. Whatever it is, we need the help of the Lord. In many cases, we're all honest. God used somebody to do that. Come on. I, I never had. I remember my mama praying for food. And I remember grocery bags putting on our doorsteps. I've lived that. But I never seen it fall out of heaven. I never seen an angel pull up with a truckload of groceries. But I've seen God use people that didn't know. And you've seen people that didn't know to bless you and your family. And also, and God's used you to bless people that you really didn't know why. But God nudged you and said, do this or do that. It could be a word of encouragement. It could be coming along beside them and praying. It would give them words that everything's going to be all right. We never know. But God is operating in our lives and around us because he hears the cry of his people. And those that are yet to serve him, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. I promise you that's been, I've I've prayed those three words more than any. Lord, help me. And many times I knew it was only God that could help me. You ever been that way? Whether it be physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, Whatever it was, that's who we turn to. That's what the writer is saying. Oh, praise God. We, we quote this scripture, and I've quoted it. And, and, you know, I've often wondered, what does it mean? I look to the hills from which cometh my help. Now, I know it's referring to God, but there's that. So as I was studying, I, I ran across something last night and brought a little understanding to it. This was what is called the Songs of Accent. When Jerusalem, the Jews were traveling to their annual feast. They would be traveling through, many of them were pilgrims through the Jordan Valley. And ahead of them, where they were headed to go worship, was Jerusalem in the hills. And as they were traveling through this valley, they could see the hills ahead where they were going to be worshiping God. And all that they had been through, whatever they were going through at the time, they began to look forward to a time that they would come and worship. And they would go to the place of Jerusalem and that place that they knew that God would meet with them and God would minister to them. And they say, I, I look to the hills from which cometh my help. They were saying, I know when I get to Jerusalem, well, I know the one I call on. I'm going to go spend some time with the one who's always been there and so that has deeper purpose now and we ought to think like that when we get up on Sunday mornings and we make our way to the house of God we ought to be singing that song along with them I look to the hills to a time and a place I meet with God for that's where my help cometh from Woo! whence cometh from whence cometh 
my help. My help comes from the Lord. There was a man from Gadara. You know him, Mark chapter 5. He was possessed. He lived in a cemetery. He didn't wear clothes. He cried out day and night. He cut himself with stones. So we see a man that's totally possessed, living among the dead. It's putting self-inflicted wounds upon him. Felt hopeless, but yet cried out night and day. And those tried, they tried to tame him. And the Bible says that anytime they would put him in chains and fetters, he would pluck them asunder. And it says this, no man could tame him. I wonder how many silent cries that man had for help. I wonder how often he felt like nobody really cares and nobody understands the torment that I'm going through 24-7. You see, in a world that we're living in today is a different world than I grew up in. I wonder how many silent cries are among us that people are going through things that nobody really knows the depth of their pain and their heartache. And that people really don't know what it's like to live the way they're having to live and the things that they're bound by are the things they've been dealt and it's silent cries all around us. But yet this man, when Jesus stepped off the boat onto the shore, he came, normally when he seen a human being, he would run and hide behind the clefts of the rocks, afraid. But this time he ran to this individual, which was Jesus. And he fell down and worshiped. And the Bible says that the Lord freed him, cast out the demons. And the man was found the next day sitting with clothes on and in his right mind. Hello? Come on. That man needed some help. Had nobody ever been able to help him before. He probably had thrown in the towel of ever receiving genuine help and has succumbed to the reality that I'll die in this condition. How many in our world today, maybe there's some setting here that you've already succumbed to the ideal of a possible reality that I'm going to die in this state of mind. I'm going to not ever come out of this. I got good news for you today, my friend. I hate what you're going through. I'm sorry that you're going through these things but I want you to know there is a God that loves you that will show up on the shores of your cemetery and that says I am here when nobody else can help you I can speak a word and help you what about the woman with an issue of blood she went to doctors and I'm not against doctors I go to them I got an appointment coming up August the 2nd y'all pray everything's alright Lord help me and uh, I'm not, that's not what this is about. But she went everywhere. She went to every doctor. She checked all the lists. She probably inquired, Googled if she had it, but she didn't have it. All the doctors. Amazing how we survive without Googling. And GPS. Lord, have mercy. 
We must have been real smart back then. Let me just move on. We actually had to use our brains. Come on. Let me get off of that. But anyway, she done expired all her resources. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. She has spent all of her money, expired all resources, and the Bible says she only grew worse. Nothing bettered. But then she heard about Jesus. Hello. <laughs> and she went and pushed through a crowd, pushed through the obstacles, pushed through all the people that were in the things that were in the way, and she pressed. And she touched the hem of his garment. You know the rest of the story. She was made whole. Why? Because she came in contact with the one that could truly help her when nobody else could. Oh, praise God. I want to encourage you today. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're up against, I want you to know God can help you. But you've got to let him help you. And you've got to let him choose the way he helps you. Hello? Come on. Well, I'll go somewhere here in a minute. Psalm 142, 1 through 7 says, David is praying. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. My spirit was overwhelmed within me. Then thou knewest my path in the way wherein I Walked how they privately laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and beheld there was nobody that would know me, know my situation. And refuge failed me. You ever felt failed? Sure, we all have. And then he said this, no man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord. And I said, Lord, thou art my refuge. My portion in the land of the living. Attending to my cry and brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors. For they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison. You ever felt like your soul was in prison? Can I tell you we're living in a world today. That people feel like literally their soul is in a prison. Darkness, despair, anxiety, depression, suicidal. All types of mess that is bombarding our young people. And our, our the society we live in today. We're supposed to be the most blessed society. But we have the most messed up circumstances in our society. And we cannot judge them. We can't and not tell them to get their act together but we've got to pray and we've got to take them to a God that has all the help but we've got to come along beside them and say look you don't have to carry this on your own I want you to know there's somebody that loves you there's somebody that cares there's somebody that might not understand the fullness of what you're going through but I want you to know I'm an ear to hear I'm a heart to help and we'll do any and everything we can That's what our world needs. We tell them there's a God that can help them and we're right. But then we may never connect them to the resources that our God provides to supply those needs. As I was preparing this, wrapping this up today, the Lord I don't even know if I should say it, but I just felt quickening of the Lord that God was going to bring some healing in this house today.
that God was going to minister to some special needs and encouragement. And there were going to be those that would walk out of this service refreshed for the first time in a long time. And a ray of hope was going to shine into some people's heart. Not because I'm preaching nothing to do with me at all, but because God's come to help us. And God wants to minister to everybody in the house. He wants to bring strength and encouragement and divine peace in our lives. Help us. There's no telling how many times I'll say that next week. Lord, help me. I mean, really, there is not. I pray it multiple times every morning. Lord, help my attitude. Help my spirit. Help my heart. Help me to live right. Help me to do right. Let me to think right. Lord, help me be the person I need to be. Lord, help me be the pastor I need to be. And the list goes on and on. And when I stop and think about it, I can do that every day and never really focus on, you know what? I'm saying that a thousand times a day probably. Maybe not, but at least a hundred or two. Come on. And he's always there. And he's helping when I may not see the results. Hello, somebody. He's helping when you may not be seeing the progress being made. He's helping us when it feels like nothing's happening. It's happening in ways that we're unseen to our eyes, but he's putting things in place. He's aligning things of his divine will, and he's going to bring it to pass. He will choose the resource. He will make it available to us. We've got to be open and to receive, and I'll follow. God, I'll seek help here. I'll seek help there. I'll I'll receive help here, but I know I'm looking to you, God, because you put it in our path. You gave the intellect you gave the knowledge you gave the resources and God it all comes from you I don't want to be like the guy on the roof hello <laughs> they said the Lord said he's going to help me how many feel like through the word of God God's promise he's going to help us we just have to be open to the ways he chooses to do so come on well praise God you say, you do have Bible for that, I sure do. Why did he use the vessels to fill up empty vessels to pay off the debts of the widow lady? Why didn't he just send her the money? Why didn't he just move on the guy and wipe out her debt? God chose empty vessels to fill. Why did he use the, the Shunammite woman? Why did he use these, the, uh, uh, the woman from Zarephath, rather? Why did he use her and put oil in her, her barrel and uh, her cruise and meal in her barrel? Why did he do that? Because that's what he operates through. He used her to provide the need of the man of God. And by that, God provided her needs. But he has resources. My Lord, have mercy. Somebody help us today. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Not just anybody. You know that one that made heaven and earth. The one that can speak things into and out of existence. That one just a spoken word can take care of everything. But he don't always choose to do that. I can say, God, that's unfair. I want you to do it exactly this way. But that's not letting him be God. He has more to it than just supplying the need. Many times there's needs in our life. It has nothing to do with the physical need. 
There's some things God wants to get us to work through. There's some things that we need our faith to be built on. There's things that we need to grow in. There's times that we need to draw closer to God. There's times we need to seek His face more. And God will put a situation in our life just so He can help the real needs in our life. Sometimes it's not that need that we're so focused on and so stressed out over that's really the issue. God is just might be using that to get us to look to Him, the hills from which cometh our help, to call on His name, to cry out and align ourselves with Him. And God says, now I take care of it because I got you where I want you to be. I've worked out those things that I I don't know about you, but I need God to help this old boy to work things through me, out of me, in me, and around me. Oh, praise God. I'm thankful for his help. You know, most of us know somebody that's probably, you can, you can think of it right now, I'm sure. The one person that's helped you more than anybody else. I'm talking about physical here on earth, not the Lord. But we all can think of that one person that's helped us more than anybody. They're always there. They always seem to know. They're always willing to help at, at the moment that it's requested. And we become so appreciative and in a sense dependent. We know we can depend on them. Can I tell you, there's nobody like Jesus. He knows our needs before we even ask them. But he does want us to ask him. Right? Go figure that out. If he knows him, why do we have to bother to ask? Because that's the order God set up. He wants us to call on Him. He's got it. He's provided it. He's got the resources for it. But He wants us to come to Him. Oh, hallelujah. We've all had people that we've seen areas of their, you know, they might need some help. We don't want to barge in their world. We don't know how they may take it. How they might respond or react. So we sit back. But then when they come ask, there's an open door. Come on, why don't we give God an open door today? Come on, ever since I've been preaching this morning, there's been needs pop up in your mind or that main need jump to the forefront and you're still holding on to it. You're saying, I'm not so sure about all this. I'm not so confident that it should be. And there's chances some of you are going to walk out with that same need you walked in here with. But God has ordained a service on July the 16th, 2023 for you and I. Now, I'm not saying he's going to wipe out every need, but he's going to connect us today. I believe he's going to connect us today with our faith and looking to him from which cometh our help and calling on the Lord and crying out to God. The cries of help. You ever heard a cry for help? It's scary. It's alarming. I wonder how God feels when he hears our cries for help. When we hear a cry for help, we just go running. Don't ask questions usually. We don't run a background check. We just run. Because there's an urgency. There's an alarming there. And somebody needs help. That's how God feels about us. He comes running. He's ready. He, we have his attention. Praise God. To cry out. He tells us to cry out to him. Call on him. 
Amen. I'm going to cover a few things, and I don't want to lose what I'm feeling here right now, and I don't think we will. But so often we think of financial needs or, or, or things related to that or other type physical needs. But there's other needs that oftentimes go unnoticed and they're covered, not to be hypocritical or hidden, but afraid. But there's needs in our world today. I'm going to talk about this. I, I don't know that I've ever addressed it. Maybe in a, you know, just a tag in here or there. But we live in a world that is filled with emotional needs. Now, I don't don't get nervous. You may disagree with me, but I got statistics to back it up. And I know too many people that go through this. And there's a, there's a root to this. Follow me? And we don't have to. I mean, there's areas that somebody will address the root or the real need and sit there. But our job is to be sensitive. I think about children, I mean, parents with special needs kids. My wife was telling me about a lady, Sister Denise Wynn, who is over the ABLE ministry. If you haven't become a part of that, I encourage you to go to Facebook and go uh, join the ABLE ministry, A-B-L-E. And... They were taking their son, and it might have been her, it might have been someone else. They were taking their, their son who was, you know, very special needs, and they were asked to leave the church because the church didn't feel like they could handle it anymore. We have families with special needs children. I have a grandson, and I'm thankful for the way you love them. But I want us to think about it. Let's think about the force real quiet. Let's think about the parents of a special needs child. Think about when they're going through the grocery store and every eye and attention is drawn there. Think about when they're wanting to go to the house of God. <laughs> and they're wanting to be ministered to. And they're, they've carried... Loads all week, stress levels to the max. Sometimes they feel like if I can just make it to the house of God. And then there's a comment, oh, they ought to do this and they need to make that person act like this. And they don't even, people don't even understand what this child's going through and why things are going on in their minds and in and, and, and what they're doing. But they can be quick to make a comment, oh, they need to do this. And that person, it's like a dagger pierced in their heart. Come on. Because that child, not only do, do they suffer watching that child go through these things, but they suffer because they carry the pressures of the differences and they struggle with what their future is going to be like. And, and they struggle when people stare and when comments and they feel like a safe haven is being torn from them. Is all right? And so I want to encourage us. Let's come along beside them. And I've seen many people in this church do that. I commend you where they come along beside of a parent and they begin to help out with a child. They, they take them and help tend to them and help look after them because I'm telling you, it's, it's more than a person can really carry. But let's pray for those parents. Let's encourage those parents. Let's be a help to them. Amen. Let's pray with them to find the best help. Let's pray for God to bring healing. Let's pray for situations to align up in their life that we can come along beside them, that they know that they're not 
being stared at or questioned or pressure. We need to relieve all. Is this all right? We need to relieve pressure from them. We live in a world today where autistic is growing by leaps and bounds. We're growing, living in a world today where there's special needs for various things that are growing rapidly in our world. I don't know. Some say it's because of this or because of that. I don't have a clue. And, and that's not my issue. Our, our, our needs is with those parents who are heartbroken and those parents who are living under the pressures and the stress factors of those children and they're hoping and they're praying for normalcy in their life and they weep themselves to, to, to sleep many nights and they're praying prayers over them and asking God and I want us as a church God help us and if, if you're that parent today I want to encourage you you get every resource you can you pray you let God lead you you let God direct you don't let anybody tell you don't seek help don't don't seek it let me tell you what when you had the gallbladder I hope nobody had a gallbladder lately but when you had the gallbladder you didn't just say well God will take care of it or when you had the heart disease or face whatever no you went to a doctor it's no different with emotional wellness it's real friend you people go through it and they lock themselves up in the closets and they hide it and they cover it up but there's pain in their world and their life and it drives them to places they don't need to go and there's help God provides that help. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. Oh, praise God. You don't know, a person don't know till they've lived through some of this. And I understand that. I, I understand it. But people who go through grief, don't tell them God's got this. Don't, don't, don't tell them that. I remember hearing those words and I get some mad. I, I, I smiled, I thanked him. Yeah, I know it. I know God's got it, but what about this journey I'm walking? What about this empty house I'm walking in every day? What about these nightmares? I wake up in the night screaming, and I'm a grown man. Hello? I'm talking about real, folks. We can put a facade over it, and we have got to give people a I'm not looking for poor, pitiful means. I'm talking about sensitivity. I'm talking about being God help me. I know that person is going through it. I'm not going to be nosy. I'm not going to bombard their world. But I want them to know I care. And I want them to know I pray it for them. And they are not alone. I'm available if you want to talk. But I want you to know I'm guaranteed to the Lord in prayer for you. And I'm here in any way I can help. Allow me to do so. I don't understand. I have thoughts of why it's at the rate. But anxiety. I'm talking about when I first heard about anxiety. Is this all right? I thought, oh, man, that ain't anxiety. I mean, it ain't a big deal. We all get anxious. Till I got to knowing people and the level of anxiety that robs their life. Sends them into total panics. That they cannot even breathe. Hello? Anxiety. I don't understand that. But I know it's real. And, and I'm going to encourage you. Get help. Pray. Ask for God's help. Surround yourself with prayer warriors. But go where God leads you to get help with this. And I'm not one to use crutches for doctors and psychiatrists. 
whatever they're called, psychiatrists and all these things, but there's helps there that are in a Christian way. Don't go through this like the man on the roof. Well, God's going to help me when God is sending things. What about people who go through depression? You say, oh, well, they just need to get it together. If you've never gone through depression, I understand you're not going to understand. If you've never lost a spouse, I understand you don't understand. But it don't change the fact. Amen. Depression has hit us so hard that we have lost pastors from suicide. One pastor, his wife jumped off of a bridge committed suicide with her 7-year-old, 8-year-old, whatever it was, in the car. Who could do that? But yet that man told me as an evangelist, he said, Brother Robbins, the night before she committed suicide, she spent three hours in prayer. Hello? It's all real quiet. You know, depression has caused us, and it's people who put themselves in a closet because they, 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 they close up. And they won't share what they're going through. And they hide it and they won't, add, they won't take help. They won't get around people where they feel vulnerable. Why? Because we haven't made a space for them. Hello? And I know we're all learning. And I'm thankful for a great church that loves people. But I'm bringing this to our attention this morning because we've got to make a space for them that they know they can talk to somebody. They don't need. We did this session at, uh, we pushed for this for three years to have it at count meeting, emotional wellness, to bring an awareness to this. And there's people that go through it and it's real. And don't, don't close up. Don't isolate yourself. Don't hide away. Don't be afraid. But reach out to somebody. And don't go through this. God will give you a resource. God can heal you instantly. And you have prayed over it. Why does God not choose sometimes to heal instantly? I don't know. He has his purpose. And we trust him. Why did he not, you know, choose to heal? I don't know. But we know one thing. That God has resources. And we're going to trust him. And we're going to pray. And we're going to do what we're supposed to do. And we're going to walk through the doors that he opens. We're going to seek the help that he provides. Oh, hallelujah. What if, what if the woman that needed the oil in the vessel to pay her debts off, she said, oh, oh no. God can send man out of heaven. He can send money out of heaven. What if she was so staunch and stubborn, that would have been totally foolish. Because God had a way. And he did it, and we all have testimonies of how God did that. I'm not minimizing God one ounce. I'm just pushing for us to realize the Lord is our help, even if he chooses to send it through another channel. And if you all look back in our history of times that God helped us, it was normally through somebody else helping us. Clap your hands to Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. But there's people who've gone through divorce. There's single parents. There's pressures. There's stress. There's loads. 
Come on, let's not judge. Let's not look down. Let's come along beside them. Let's help out in ways that we can. I've seen this church become families to families. Help them watch their children. Help look after them during the service. Sometimes I look around, I don't know who's who's got whose kid. I'm serious. Thank God for that. Sometimes a mom is stressed to the max. Sister Michelle Payne, I hope you don't mind. But here's a mama, grandmother raising two boys. Hello? I'm sorry. And their special needs. And I thank God for the ones who help you. And we're praying for you. And if I hadn't felt okay with saying that, I wouldn't have done it. But these are special needs. This is a grandmother that raised her kids. And now raising grandbabies financially and every other way. Come on, that's a lot to go to. I can walk into a service and I can glance over at them, cutting up, and go, man, she needs to make them boys be straight. I tan that high, what I do. I mean, that's what I can say. But that won't work. That won't work. Our way to help is not the way we might think they need. We got to find a way that really works and operate through that lane. Hello? As a pastor, I may have 10 people do the same 10, do the same thing, and I'm going to work differently almost with every one of them because I'm trying to find the avenue that they respond to the best. Hello? Not being injustice, it's not being unfair, it's not doing any of that. It's I'm trying to find the best avenue to bring a help and a resolve. Come on. Well, praise God anyhow. And so is it with our parents and our grandparents. Oh, praise God. Let me hurry. There's those who are suffering from effects of nervous breakdowns. I had a brother-in-law who had a nervous breakdown when he was 18 years old. He shook and couldn't hold a cup of coffee without spilling it on him from that day forward. He got married. He raised a family. He couldn't read. He couldn't write. And it was all compounded by a nervous breakdown and previous problems as a child. Okay? That added to all the other things he was going through. But thank God he had an understanding wife and co-workers that loved him, that took up the slack, that helped him out. Come on. I'm going to show you something with you. Brother Travis Mass, y'all, most of you know Brother Travis Mass. You won't find a greater prince of a man than he was. Could not read a lick. Couldn't write nothing. But you didn't know it. Because we went to the restaurant, I sat beside him, and I ordered what he wanted. And the waiters, only one that knew it, the crowd, and other people. Brother Lee, you've ordered for him. Others have ordered for him because it brought no light to him. It was embarrassing to a degree. But he'd always put himself beside somebody. And that man could fix anything. I'm telling you, he was an electrician. He was a um, small engine mechanic. He could do air conditioning. He could do it all. It didn't stop him. 
but there were people that surrounded his life because they loved him and they didn't look at the circumstances of shortcomings and situations, but he excelled in life. What? Who is around us that we can help them excel in life? There was a young man that was raised in our home church. He was autistic. First autistic child we ever experienced as a church. And we all prayed. And his mom would bring him up for prayer. And, and, and it went on for years. And that young man got married about a month ago. And he has full-time career in the military today. And he was never that I know. I'm sure kids will be kids. Come on. Let's teach our kids. Let's, let's tell them, be a help. Be an encourager. Oh, hallelujah. Is this all right? There's abuse physically, mentally, and sexually. Some people live with scars they feel that would never heal. But God will heal. And last, in closing, before I go to a few scriptures... And it's already 11-11, and I don't apologize. I, don't, I just don't want to lose you. I Googled this last night because we're facing such hard times, and I can say whatever about them. I can say it's because of this, it's because of that. Regardless of what it's because of, it's a real situation. We have to deal with real situations, and we have to reach for real help. But in the world that you and I live in, one in four Americans experience emotional health conditions every single year. Whether it be depression, major depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, and on and on. They're there. There's help. Hello? There's help. Let me go with this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll close it. Suicides jumped 29% among adolescents ages 15 to 19 over the previous decade. On a state-by-state basis, Nevada, Colorado, and South Carolina saw the greatest relative increases in teen suicides. Nevada had a 82% increase in teen suicide. Colorado... South Carolina, 55%. That's staggering. I know there's a lot of elements in our world today, and I know the devil's an opportunist. He's fueling every fire he can find. And it's the results are staggering of what we're losing ground in. A young person should never think of suicide. They're at the highlight of their life. They got a whole world in front of them. But it happens. It happens. And we got to pray. And we got to direct. There's a model called VAR, which stands for validate, appreciate, and refer. I'm just reading this what I pulled up. One way to help prevent a crisis, the basic ideal of I hear you, I believe you, Thank you for sharing with me. How can I be of help? See, we, we, we don't feel comfortable. Come on. God, help us. 
be a, a vehicle. Psalm 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Isaiah 41 and 10, so do not fear, for I am with you. That's what they need to hear. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. They need to know that there's a God that loves them the way they are. There's a God that understands what they're going through. And there's a God that has made himself available. They can call on him any given time of the day. They can trust him with every portion of their life and he will put the right people in their lives. Deuteronomy 33, 26, there is no one like God of Jeshurun who rides across the heavens. <laughs> to help you and on the clouds in his majesty. Think about it. He rides across the heavens to help you. Mm. Isaiah 43 and 2 said, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Remember, my friend, that God is always there. God is to stand together. God is there. Hallelujah. God will help you no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through no matter where you're at today God will hear your cry he will ride across the heavens to help you I said he'll ride across the heavens he'll ordain a service on a Sunday morning to give you the help that you need the encouragement he makes himself available he is the God who made heaven and earth the Lord is my help my help cometh from the Lord ever I he choose to send it whatever resource he chooses to make I'm going to pray we're going to seek God we're going to seek his face and we're going to follow this is the, the disclaimer now don't go places and not pray don't open yourself up to people and not have prayed not have checked out who they really are and what they're about. Get some references. Get some solid, secure, because there's some wackos out there. There's some folks that just want you to sit on the couch and talk about your past and drain you your finances and not really dig deep and not be praying over you. Come on. Check it out. Make sure. Get, get references. And I'm not promoting any of that. I'm just saying that those are resources that I have been from as your pastor. I spent six weeks on phone calls with an apostolic licensed UPC minister who helped me walk through grief. How to overcome it, not let it get me to drown in it. And I paid him $100 an hour, $125 an hour, whatever it was. Come on. He said, well, and I didn't go around telling folks but it was a resource that I didn't go to just anybody. But I went to an apostle. I got, I got the recommendation from my pastor. And I got on the phone with him and talked for an hour. And spent a good bit of money. But it helped me. There was times that I looked and, you know, this ain't really helping me a bit. I'm just going to go through it because I said I would. 
He don't know what he's talking about. He's not really getting down where the rubber meets the road. He don't know what I'm thinking. He don't know how to hit, hit, the, hit the buttons with my world. But what I didn't know, he was hitting those buttons, but they weren't going to come out till later. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. And I did, I, I'm not one to stay on something like that, so I, I felt like the need was met, and I moved on. I know there's going to be mixed reviews of people's thoughts about this message this morning. But God's here to help us. Sitting in this congregation right now, people who went through depression last night. Sitting in this congregation will be people who will go home. Chances are and have depression today and tonight. Who won't want to go to work in the morning. Who won't be able to sleep tonight. They're there. God can help you, my friend. Get somebody to pray with you. Get a prayer partner to help you. Go find some resource to give you some help. Don't stay where you at. We'll go to doctors all day long over this physical body, but we'll run and hide away from an emotional help. Well, praise God. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Sister Michelle Payne, I want you to make your way down here to the front. And I don't want anybody looking around. Please, if you don't mind, I got a reason I'm asking that. The Lord impressed me deeply today that there is going to be a work of the Spirit to operate and to help people today. That people would release things they've not released. I'm not talking about voicing it to somebody. That there would be people that would open their heart door for someone to help them. The Lord is our help. My help cometh from the Lord. I've had people to help me, but I know he used them to help me, Brother Bobby. My help cometh from the Lord. While nobody's looking around, I wonder who, who all is here today that somewhere throughout this message it touched a part of your world. Maybe it was you. Maybe it was your spouse. Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was your child. Maybe it was a close friend. Maybe it's you. That depression come knocking on your door. Maybe you're the one struggling. Maybe it's raising a child with special needs and your surroundings are more stressful than everything else you're going through. I just want to invite you today. I know this is hard. Believe me, we don't want to step out. Everybody's going to be going, what's going on with him? Folks, we got to get past that. We all got junk. We all got struggles. We all got stuff. Come on. Why don't you come right now? Why don't you come? Minister team, I I want to ask you to come. Well, never mind. Don't do that because I don't want you in case some of you need to come. I'm going to pray a prayer over each one of you. But it's the prayer you make to God that's going to make the difference. Nobody knows what's going through our minds. And nobody knows the war that goes through our world. And the thoughts and the questions. The fears. 
Nobody knows what a person, a family goes through. Nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. Nobody knows when they're at the very wit's end. Here, come on, I know the Holy Ghost is wanting to minister to some people here right now that God wants to touch you and remind you, encourage you. Would you please come? Come on, come on. It, there's people coming from every walk of life uh, because we've all got issues. We've all, we, it, it could be you want to come for somebody else, but why don't you just open yourself up? And say, Lord, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Stephanie, God can help you. I know you know where, the, where your help comes from. Oh, come on. The Lord helps us get through the fire. He helps us get through the storms. He helps us survive things we didn't think we could survive. Come on. Come on. God's here to help us. Come on. The Holy Ghost is one. Uh, God's wanting some things to break in here this morning. He wants you to just open that heart up and let God minister to you. Come on. Come on. Come on. 